welcome to the Common Good Podcast, the podcast that showcases the very best of Glasgow Caledonian University and how the institution, its staff and its research benefits people and communities both at home and overseas. My name is Craig Telfer and today I am joined by Professor Leslie Price from the Department of Nursing and Community Health to talk about the work of the SHIP team and how they engage with communities in Glasgow and how they engage with communities in Glasgow and beyond. Leslie, thank you very much for joining me today. Well, thank you for the invitation, Craig. I think the best place to start is with the name itself. What does the SHIP team stand for? SHIP stands for Safeguarding Health Through Infection Prevention. It's the name of our research group. And what's the aim of the SHIP team? We aim to investigate and provide evidence for infections that can be prevented, focusing mainly on infections associated with healthcare delivery. So those infections that you might get because you've been in hospital, for example. What are some of the kind of infections that you would pick up if you were in hospital? Um, The common ones are if you have a tube inserted into your body. So, for example, you might have a catheter drain in your urine and so you could get a bladder infection, an infection in your water. Or you might have a cannula inserted into your arm for giving you fluids, what we call a drip. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can get an infection there in the cannula, and that's called a catheter-associated infection. What are some of the consequences then of picking up an infection like that? Well, obviously, you go into a hospital for some reason, and you don't want your hospital care to be delayed in any way. So, it, unfortunately, if you get an infection, it might mean you need to have antibiotics, it might mean you need to stay in hospital, and you might not feel very well because of it. So, we really, really want to prevent all these infections if we possibly can. So, who makes up the SHIP team? Well, we've got five different areas of work. Um, we look at what infections hospitals have, the number and type of them. We look at how much these cost. The health service. We look at the, the bugs, the organisms that cause the infection, and we monitor these. We develop procedures to try and prevent infections happening. And also what we do, we talk to patients and staff about their views and what they think about how we can prevent infection or the things we want them to do to prevent infections themselves. And lastly, We look at antibiotics. Antibiotics are drugs that we use to treat infections. And unfortunately, sometimes these antibiotics stop working. The bugs, the organisms become resistant to them. Mm -hmm. So we have ways of trying to look after our antibiotics and we look at that too. So our team then consequently has got experts from many disciplines like health economics, Mm -hmm. epidemiology, behavioural change, statistics, infection prevention and control, public health, qualitative, that's the the ones about talking to people about the research methods. All these are experts within our team. It sounds like some of the work you're doing then is is really important in in helping the NHS and and helping the, the public at large stay safe. You're saying it sounds like very important work. It is crucial work. It's very important for many reasons. It would make patient care safer it would save the money, uh, NHS money, if we could prevent these infections, it would look after antibiotics and keep them for future use. So incredibly important work, yes. So what's your role within the team then? I'm the co-leader of the group. I work with Professor Jack O'Reilly, 
who um, is also the co-leader. But Jackie is what we call a clinical academic, which means she works both in the university and she works in the NHS. Okay. So Jackie just works with us part-time, just a couple of days a week, where I'm here full-time. So how are you finding co-leading the team? It's great. It's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a very exciting team. It's a very dynamic team. Um, we're full of creative ideas and some of the things I think we'll be talking about. But I'm really proud of the team, basically. Jackie has been in the university for about 20 years doing infection prevention and control. It wasn't until 2009 when Jackie and I got together and we started to form the team. So since 2009, we've been successful. Um, we've been able to successfully apply for grant funding. And this means that currently we have a team of about 22 people in GCU working with us. So it's really dynamic, really successful and incredibly creative. Leslie, we're in the midst of a global pandemic and there's a real emphasis being placed on good hand hygiene. This might be a very thick question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Why is it important that people wash their hands? Well, you're raising a, a, a very important topic here for me, Craig, because this is the area that I specialise in. It's my particular area of research. And the short answer is cleaning your hands can stop you get an infection and actually can stop infection spreading to other people, um, which would cause them to get an infection too. So the most important thing all of us can do to prevent infection is to clean our hands appropriately. What are some of the problems then that could arise through poor hand hygiene, like say not washing your hands after you've been to the bathroom? Organisms, if they get into our body, bugs, bacteria, can cause infection. So we don't want that to happen. And they get into the body in a number of ways. We either breathe them in, we eat, we ingest them, or they get into our body through breaks in the skin. Now the most common way of getting into the body through breaks in the skin is through touching the skin. So it's very important that we clean our hands at certain times um, to try and prevent this happening. Is good hand hygiene a useful way then of stopping the spread of like the coronavirus? Absolutely. With coronavirus, the same uh, principles apply. It can get, coronavirus can get onto your hands through sneezing or coughing, you know, using a tissue and then you've got it on your hands mm -hmm. or through touching other surfaces where people have had it on their hands and then they've touched the surface and you touch the same surface. So it's a really important mechanism for the spread of coronavirus, absolutely. The World Health Organization promotes a six-step technique to washing hands. Is this the best way to clean your hands? Actually, we've done some research on this, um, but our research is with healthcare prep professionals because um, obviously healthcare professionals can spread infections to patients through yeah. touching with contaminated hands. So we have done a lot of research to try and find out the best way of cleaning your hands. And at the moment, our research showed that definitely the World Health Organization six step is the most effective at removing these organisms, what we call bacteria and viruses, from the hands. Absolutely, certainly, yes. And of course, it's something that the public can use as well, um, so they can use the six step. But what is important about cleaning your hands is that you clean all surfaces of your hands. It's no good just flashing your hands under the tap of rinsing it with water 
you've got to use soap and water you've got to cover all surfaces of the hands and rub them effectively for a minimum of at least 15 seconds so this is why the sixth step is helpful you go through six different steps and it encourages you to rub all surfaces of the hands and to do it for sufficient time the other thing about washing your hands though i've got to emphasize is it's really important to dry them too okay i'm sure I'm sure you've seen people in toilets just their hand dryer won't work so they walk, walk out and wipe it down the clothes or the jumpers <laughs> and things. Yeah. Well, wet hands are a perfect environment for organisms to grow. Right. So it's, if you're going to not dry your hands, you've wasted your time washing them. Really? You must also dry effectively. Right. So washing and drying hands. And of course, the other thing is you can use alcohol-based hand rub these days. Mm which is helpful because it sort of takes less time and that's great you can use that if you're not able to wash with soap and water well that's the last time i ever dry my hands by wiping them down the back of my <laughs> legs that's uh, a lesson learned there leslie now some of the, the the ship team does loads of great work and we'll, we'll come on to talk about some of it just shortly but i think perhaps the the stuff that i most know the ship team for is your public engagement work you're really prolific and working with communities in Glasgow and, and further afield in Scotland. And you're so prolific that at the start of 2019, you were speaking at a conference in Washington, D.C. about it. Could you tell me about some of the public engagement work that the team does? We think it's very important to share our research and findings, not just with healthcare staff, but also with public. And messages about hand hygiene are one of the most important ones from our research. As I said at the beginning, we do lots of research, but this is a key message for everyone. Um, so this is what we tend to communicate. We want to communicate with the public um, on a regular basis uh, about hand hygiene. We've been to many venues to do this. We've been to housing association meetings. We've been to community centre open days. We've held pop-up events in Glasgow Science Centre, for example. And during these events, we um, engage with them interactively to discuss the importance of cleaning hands and demonstrate with them how to wash their hands effectively. Um, so it's a really key, important part of our role, and we really enjoy it, actually. That must have been quite a good feeling then, that your work was recognised, that you were able to speak at a forum in the United States about the work that the SHIP team does. Yeah, well, what was it wasn't just that it was in the United States, it was the, gov the United States government that invited us. Oh, they were wow. reviewing their policies and procedures about infection prevention and control and antimicrobial resistance. And it was a government committee that I spoke to in the United States about our work on public engagement. They were looking to see what we'd done to see if they should be doing similar things. So yeah, it was great. It was fantastic. Sticking with public engagement, the first time I had ever come across the SHIP team in my work with the university was when Professor Snot, played excellently by Jim MacDonald, visited Codder Primary School in the north of Glasgow, and it was great fun to be part of. Everyone looked as though they were having a thoroughly good time. The children at the school seemed really engaged. The, the staff looked as though they were having a great time. That must be uh, one of the most fun parts of your job. Yeah, definitely. Working with children is just amazing. And for me, it's really important too. It's not only fun, but it's really important. If we could get children cleaning their hands effectively and it becomes a, a life skill for them, then they're doing my job for me. They're preventing infections. Not only are they preventing themselves getting infections, but when they become healthcare professionals, 
it would be much easier for me to teach them how to adapt this for healthcare practice. So it, ultimately, we hope it would help them too. We go to schools, we hold workshops, we've even had them planting daffodils on Glasgow Green. I don't know if you know about that one, Craig. So that afterwards we could show them how to clean the hands after touching the soil. Mm. But you're quite right. One of the most memorable things I think we've done is in 2014, we broke a Guinness World Record with primary school children in mm -hmm. Glasgow. We taught 3,000 of them from 36 primary schools um, a hand hygiene lesson. And this was done all at the same time. It was a simultaneous lesson. And our nurses from Glasgow Caledonian University did the teaching. And it was amazing just to be able to give these children a Guinness World Record. They were amazing. It was fun. It was great. Um, it was one of our most memorable events, I think. It's not your only Guinness World Record, though, because you also have the Guinness World Record for the largest hand hygiene relay. Can you tell me about that? Yeah, this was in 2015. We, we're in a nursing department and um, obviously hand hygiene is incredibly important for nurses. So we wanted to teach our first year nurses in a fun way about hand hygiene. So we organised another Guinness World Record, which we successfully completed, in which we taught the nurses about hand hygiene. And then they had to perform this hand hygiene in a hand hygiene relay. So the relay was 417 of our first year nursing students, one after another, performed hand hygiene effectively, well being monitored by experts to make sure they did it well. So yeah, we've got two Guinness World Records. Well done. Is there a third one in the horizon, do you think? No, <laughs> I think they're, they're very time consuming. They're incredibly rigorous mm -hmm. and yeah, it takes a lot to do them. And I think we um, exhausted ourselves a little bit. Maybe we did them too quickly in a row. The SHIP team also contributed to the World Health Organization guidelines on infection control and minimizing the spread of infection. And some of this research was published in The Lancet. Of course, this is one of the, part of the most prestigious medical journal in the United Kingdom. How did it feel to see your work published by The Lancet? Well, first, I, I need to say it was a great privilege to be able to have the opportunity to work with the World Health Organization. Um, what we did, we provided them with evidence which they put into their guidance countries around the world so this was one of the best ways to increase the reach of our research and to publish in the Lancet was just the cherry on the cake to be honest it, it, it's more important that we get the messages out we get infection prevention evidence based so we know that everyone knows the right thing to do but what what I was most pleased about in publishing in the Lancet was some of our early career researchers were on that publication. Oh, and for some of them, it was their first publication about infection prevention, and they were in such a prestigious journal. Yeah. Um, this is going to look fantastic on their CVs and hopefully boost their careers, because we're not only concerned with um, providing evidence, but building capacity for research in infection prevention and control is really great. And earlier in the year, the team was involved in a hand hygiene study in Cameroon. It was called Building Capacity for Healthcare Associated Infection and Antimicrobial Resistance Surveillance in Cameroon. Uh, not the snappiest of titles, but a very important project there. Uh, and the, the project had two main aims. Could you, you talk to me a wee bit about that, please? Yeah, the first thing was to 
develop their ability in this hospital to accurately monitor hand hygiene practice and to measure and look for healthcare associated infections. And the second one was to implement hand rub at the bedside in the hospital. These are really important because to effectively prevent infections in hospital, it's essential that you know what infections you've got mm -hmm. and what types of infection. And to be able to prevent them, one of the most important things to do is to have alcohol-based hand rub at the point of care. And this is because there's certain times when you should use the rub. And if the rub is there when that time is correct, you're more likely to use it. So obviously they should use it before they touch patients. So if you put a hand rub at the bedside, they're more likely to use it and hopefully prevent infections. So to, do the, to meet these two aims, what we did was we taught them all about monitoring and measuring infections and hand hygiene practice. And then we got them through supervised practice to implement the hand rub at the bedside and to continue monitoring hand hygiene practice. So it was sort of like supervised practice, teaching okay. and supervised practice, and at the same time, um, improving service in that hospital. How's the project getting on? Brilliantly, really, really good. There have been such an enthusiastic crowd of people to work with. They, they take all instructions really seriously. They try really hard to do it. And amazingly, their hand hygiene practice is now as good as anywhere else in the world. Yeah. the best places in the world and their use of hand rub has gone up tenfold so it's really great just listen to you, you talk Leslie it sounds like you really enjoy your job with the ship team yeah really really I mean um yeah I do enjoy my job people say to me I can retire why don't you retire I don't want to retire I've got a great job it's really good <laughs> well, are any projects on the horizon for 2021 yeah, I'm presently looking at doing, well, in fact, I am presently doing a systematic literature review on the role of hospitals and their built environment to see uh, the relationship with infection prevention and control, because I intend to apply for some funding next year to investigate how hospitals can be built better in order to prevent infections. I'm pretty busy at the moment leading a um, Scottish arm of a UK study investigating response to COVID infection in 10,000 healthcare workers across Scotland. This study will go on for 12 months. We'll follow up each of these staff for 12 months to see if they get infections and to see if they develop antibodies. So next year I'll be doing this study as well. I'm also waiting to hear from another application I put in for funding to do another study testing hand hygiene methods in healthcare workers. So it's probably going to be a very busy year, Craig. Leslie, thank you very much for talking to me. Uh, absolute pleasure. Thank you. Well, great. Um, it was fun. Really enjoyed it, Craig. Hopefully it's okay. I'd also like to thank everyone for listening to this show and I hope you'll join us again soon when we'll be talking with another member of staff from Glasgow Caledonian University. In the meantime, you can subscribe to this podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to us from. Until then, I've been Craig Telfer, and this has been the Common Good Podcast.